0: Welcome to Chasing 3 Hours, a podcast about what runners are chasing, why they keep pushing themselves, and what keeps them curious. I'm Josh Peterson. Today's interview is with my dad, Tim Peterson. I had my birthday earlier this week, and I wanted to bring him on to celebrate. A 14-time marathoner, we talked about what brought him to running about a decade ago that set him down the path that he is currently on. This interview was so incredibly fun, and in the end, we ran out of time And I realized, you know what, we might have to pick up this conversation for a part two down the road. So we will do that later this year for his birthday. Thus, today's interview is an unofficial part one before that part two later this year. Enjoy today's interview with Tim Peterson. Tim Peterson,
1: Dad. Welcome to Chasing Three Hours. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, I know that you've listened to all the episodes, so you know how I begin the podcast. How was your most recent run? One you had this morning?
1: You know, it went it went pretty good. So uh, I did a uh, little over three miles. I think it was like three six or something like that. And uh, I, I started off with a with a mile warm up and went twenty minutes. On some speed play, a fart lick, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and then and then wound down and, and did another mile cool down. After that, um, yeah, so it was it was pretty good. Good, and thanks for asking.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so you know, I've spoken with you about running, obviously, a bunch of times over the years. Um, but I feel like kind of bits and pieces in terms of the journey that you have been on over the last decade or, or mm-hmm. so. Um, so this will be fun because I remember at Caleb's wedding, my, my, I'm one of three, I'm the oldest. Caleb is my middle brother and then I have Luke as the youngest. I remember you were telling a story about New York to one of my uncles and his, his girlfriend, and I, had to, I got pulled away at one point in time mm-hmm. because I had to go do something on the dance floor, I assume. And so I missed the end of that story, so I'm very excited to find out mm-hmm. what that story was with New York and, and other things. Let's go all the way back. Okay. Um, I don't think that you were a runner growing up. Were you a runner? I know you did football and you played basketball. Was running something that you did outside of? I have to do this to stay in shape for sports.
1: No, uh, it, it it was never anything like that. It was always because you had to stay be in shape, right? So you or for punishment <laughs> yep, in, yep. in your sports. Run you a know, lap. Run a lap. Do <laughs> d- you know? Do some gassers things like that. Um, I think at one point when I was you know probably sixth or seventh grade, I remember. Going out for a run because I wanted to. At the time, there were these junior Olympics, and I wanted to compete in this junior Olympic um, uh, meet that was held in another community. And so I thought that if I go out for a run, that that was going to make me, you know, put me in shape to do this. So I remember running, you know, uh, for a little bit there, but never you know, in, until, uh, until I got into it. Yeah.
0: Is there a part of you now that looks back and is like, I wish that I would have liked it at that age. So I could have done, I don't even know, like, was there cross country? Was there track and field? Like, what was it like when you were growing up in the seventies the and then into the early eighties when you're in high school?
1: Yeah. You know, I, w- when we were, you know, I, I grew up in Kearney, Nebraska and, during that time, there was yeah there, you know there was full full fledged track Carney wasn't the dynasty that it that is it would become that, yeah. that, that it would become right but uh so so I participated in track mm-hmm. um but i I loved football mm-hmm. and and even though at the time i was I was fairly undersized um I could compete i you know it was fast and quick and things like that, so I always had my eye on football, I never had my eye on cross country. And I did go to the state cross-country meet uh, because it's held in Kearney, Nebraska at the, at, at, the the golf Kearney, course. at the Kearney Country Club. And I went there pretty much on behalf of the high school uh, journalism department because I was on the yearbook staff uh, for a couple of years. And we had to go out there and take some pictures. And, and, and I, I think I watched these guys warm up. I watched them start. And I left. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> didn't I didn't stay. even hang out. Not at all. Today I would be there from start to finish, and halfway through the course cheering people on. Uh, but so, so it was never really something that I that I ever uh, even thought about until uh 2012.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think you could have been good at distance running back then? Like in in hindsight knowing your level of athleticism and maybe if you had the drive that you eventually had with it, do you think that that could have been a sport that you succeeded at? Well,
1: that's a that's a great question and one that I don't believe I could answer because I was always pretty fast, mm-hmm. you know, quick and fast. You know, for the, you know, for the whatever the quick burst was in basketball or in football or, you know, the 90 feet in baseball um but but to to continue on for for long periods of time um it just wasn't there anything that i would have thought about and and really would have given much attention to because my basically our, my whole family was that way mm-hmm. nobody did any kind of endurance type type running interesting so you get married in 84 1986.
0: Oh, My bad. I have 1984 written down. That's when you graduated high school. That is correct. Then you get married two years later. And then, see, I'm nervous. I'm talking to my dad on a podcast. Uh, and then I'm born in 1988. Is correct. there, is running it all in the picture at any of those moments? I know that right before I was born, you were playing basketball. Is you're, running you're ever right. something that you're doing in that time as a want to lose a few pounds, want to get moving? Is
1: it, does it ever enter the picture in those years? Never. Running is not a part of my life at all until until like I said, till two thousand twelve.
0: Yeah. So you know, it's funny. I do remember you growing up a little bit when I was young, when we lived on Ida Street, twenty eight sixty eight Ida Street, we had a treadmill in the basement. And mm-hmm. I always remember those, you know, various moments of like, Hey, I want to lose a few pounds, I'm gonna start running. And like I always imagine myself playing video games when I close my eyes, I'm playing video games, and the loud treadmills by pfft, yeah. And that's so I I remember yeah. that but I don't ever remember you like I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go take off for a run.
1: No, and, and you're right. You know, we we got this treadmill and it was it was primarily, you know, f- to to lose some weight. Um back in I don't remember what year it was. Um I I had some friends and they really got involved with um this this fitness challenge yep. from, from Bill Phillips called Body for Life. Yes, it was like a book. It, it was a book, and and so really, I think I had the treadmill was primarily for the cardio days, which which were three days a week. Uh-huh. You know, and 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 it was you know twenty minutes of of cardio, uh, doing that. And so I I got I, I you know I I did that then, and and uh, you know I. I did lose quite a bit of weight and and everything and, and that was probably into, um, well, probably ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in uh-huh. somewhere in there, and uh, and then just like everything hit my goal and you know went to Burger King. See
0: you later. Yeah. yeah. So that was always like kind of a means to an end, right? Yeah. Like
1: do yeah. this because
0: you have to, not because right. you want to. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. No love at all mm-hmm. for. Running. Didn't have any didn't have the right gear. Yep. You know, I think I've like run t shirts. I think oh cotton t shirts. I probably wearing sweats and, and running in you know, like court type shoes. I don't think I had a pair of, you know, I mean, I did, you know, in track growing up in high school, but at this point, man, I I needed to be versatile. You know, I needed to to coach football Uh with these on. Uh I needed to go to the store with these on. I needed to walk at the state fair with these on and I needed to run on the treadmill Mm -hmm. too. So yeah, I had to, had to have that all purpose shoe. Okay. So 2012 is, is when running finally
0: enters the picture in a way in which like now over a decade later, it's still in the picture. Um, a few years before that, if I remember right, is when you decide you're going to make some life changes in terms of losing weight. Correct? Yeah. So yeah. What? So that happens, I believe, in oh nine. Yeah. So why? Tw- why until twenty twelve? What I guess what happens in
1: those years? Okay. So you know, uh, I'll tell the story real quick. Mm-hmm. But in um, two thousand and nine, I had to go on a business trip. Um maybe back up. Your brother Caleb graduated from high school in 2009 and we had a a fairly large uh reception at our house mm-hmm. for him brand new house brand new house just had moved in yep. you know what two um, we, a month earlier <laughs> yeah, if you that. know if that so so we have all these people in and I remember um your youngest brother Luke I asked him to put together, like you know, take all these pictures and put together a video slideshow, and we'll and we'll cast it to the or we'll figure it out how to how to plug it into the television and show these pictures. Well, one of these looped pictures that came up was earlier, uh, maybe two weeks before that. Uh, Caleb got some kind of an award at school, yes. and we were there standing next to him, and that picture came up on the television, and I about lost it because. I was really heavy Mm -hmm. and I, uh, uh, two weeks later, I think, or somewhere around there, I had to go to Las Vegas for, for business. And, um, there was one morning I'm getting ready to go to these meetings and I look at myself in the mirror and I, I instantly walk over to the phone and I call your mother and I say, when I get home, we're doing something different. Cause I, I, I can't do this anymore. So that was 2009.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you guys it, made big changes. Huge. I still remember the last, like the last lunch, go to church
0: with mom. And afterwards we go have something. And she's like, this is kind of the last day for a while that I will be eating at a restaurant like this. Yeah. I, I still remember wow. that that Sunday wow. that we did that Wow, early spring. I would, I think, or I guess right after kill. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. it was, it was in June. It's June. It, yeah.
1: it, it was yeah. in June. It's right as summer's arriving. It was in June. And uh probably between June and November of that year, and maybe maybe we'll we'll go as close as to the end of the year. I lost over fifty pounds
0: mm-hmm.
1: i I had started that journey at two fifteen and and got down to uh to 165 and eventually i eventually went r- uh, a little bit underneath 160 but that that, that wasn't sustainable yeah. it, um so so that's what that's what started it was was losing the weight but you weren't running i was not running so because a year before all that happened i'm on another business trip i'm out in california and i'm in a hotel room and um, I go to, to get a Kleenex in the bathroom, and I, I go to turn, and my leg stays planted in the floor, and I, I always say I unscrew my knee. <laughs> but what ends up happening is my knee popped out of socket, and the meniscus in my right knee folded over, and then the knee came down. Oh, dropped me like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> now, that probably didn't help between 2008 and then a year later in 2009. I probably because I was so sedentary, I couldn't do anything. I had surgery right away. Um but but I just really I was not active at all. And you had
0: torn your ACL when you and I were playing basketball at some point in high school, oh, middle school. Yeah. So you had had a couple oh, of
1: I've had knee I've yeah. had knee problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I had that knee surgery in 2008, the orthopedic surgeon said uh, I said something about about being active and I said something about running and he said, "Well, first of all, you should never run." This guy was a competitive swimmer, you know, in college uh-huh. and, and, and things like that, and yeah. he was anti anti yep. run. And he said, "But you should probably never run." So th- so I had that in the back of my head, but I but I start getting fit. I start doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we move to another location. We're close to this, this gym where a lot of my friends are going to. So I, we get involved there. I start taking some classes. I start doing a bunch of kettlebell, you know, classes and workouts and, and just, and, and, uh, not only am I thinner, but man, now I'm getting fit Mm -hmm. and I feel great. And, and so I don't, I don't think anything about anything about running until it's probably, you know, this time of year august of 2012 and we didn't go on a vacation outside of town we called it a staycation we, we did a staycation and a friend of mine sent me a um i don't know if it was a text or, a, or an instant message it doesn't matter but it said um you should run the um uh, midnight run charity charity 5k and at the time, there were a couple of organizations here in town that uh, worked together. Uh, the the Abide Network and I believe the Hope Center came together, and they put on this race called the Midnight Run. And this is in 2012. Was the first year. It was a 5K downtown Omaha at midnight. And and so I I sit there and I look at that and I think, huh, I I, I don't think I've ever ran three miles I knew what a 5k was uh-huh. but I'm like I don't think I've ever ran three miles at one time in my life and so I'm thinking and so I, I start talking to uh to your mom and and I said you know I I should uh what, what do you think you know she's like well you know just do it and I'm like yeah maybe I'll just go I'll, I'll uh uh so 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 the next day I go out for this run and I run around when there's a little lake over by our house and I run around this lake and I come back and mom asked me, she said, how'd it go? And I said, it went great. She said, how far did you go? I go, I have no idea. And uh, <laughs> no it, smartwatch, n- no smartwatch, no, no, nothing. no app, no nothing. Right. And, uh, and, and she goes, uh, I go, I go, I think, I think I'm going to get in the car. I, I go, I'm pretty sure. That I can drive around where I was at and get a good idea, mm-hmm. right? And you know, just look at the odometer on the car. And she goes, "Well, that little iPod that you have, you remember those little clip iPods?" Uh huh. She goes, "It has an app in it." I go, "It does," you know. And she's like, "Yeah." So the next day I go out and I do, do it again. The, I do the exact same course uh, that I did the day before, and I and I finish, and it's three point four miles. And I'm like, "Well, I just ran more." Uh, you know, then three point one. So I can do this. I I sign up that day, and uh, and it was I don't know, a couple weeks later maybe. Yeah. I I'm in good shape. I just don't know anything about I just don't know anything about running. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's a good time, what's a bad time, or anything like that. So I re- I remember then at the beginning of the next year
0: we would run in a half marathon, and I googled it today to figure out exactly where it is. It's in it was in way south Missouri. Uh, it was the what? Heart of the Ozarks Half Marathon. That's February of 2013. So you you got you signed up, and you also signed me up. You essentially like talked myself and Caleb into this. How did that? Okay, first of all, why that marathon or okay. why that half marathon? And when did that enter the picture? Because I imagine it was after this this 5K.
1: That must not have gone terribly for you. So, so after that staycation, I haven't ran the race yet, right? Mm-hmm. But but I go back to work the next week. And the, the first day that I'm back to work, I get this message from from our internal uh, email, and it says, you know, join the corporate team for the Corporate Cup. And I'm like, 10K. Who? I know I can run a 5K. <laughs> so <laughs> what I- do I do? I go out, I run the same course, but I run a little bit further, uh-huh. and I come in at five miles, and I'm like, if I can do five miles, then I can do I can do 6.2. Yeah. So so now I have these two races. They're they're pretty close together. They're probably within a couple of weeks of each other, maybe, where I run this 5K midnight run uh-huh. and then I run the Omaha corporate cup. And this is in 2012. This is in 2012. Okay. And so I get done running the the corporate cup in twenty twelve and I I I scream in at like seventy two minutes, you know, and I'm pumped. The last, I would say probably the last half mile, my my ankle started hurting, so I was kind of hobbling. But I was just cranked because I I finished I finished this you know this big challenge once again. I haven't ran or, or anything, and then um, for some reason I get this crazy idea yep. because I, because I'm talking to some people, right? And 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 you know they talk about running half marathons, and then I find out this this one person, um who ran a half marathon and I did the the old, well, if they can do it, surely I can do it. And, uh, so, um, I had, I had uh, a coworker. She mm-hmm. was super encouraging and she had ran multiple half marathons and I had asked her, I said, I'm thinking about running a half marathon. Of course, she, instantly she says, do it. Cause that's what we always do. That's what we always Right. Do As it, runners right. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, you do should do it. it. You, you, can, you, you can do a marathon. Can do you can yeah. do this. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And then – so then I ask another friend who who is uh, – it was another, another female who was a, a runner mm-hmm. and she had ran multiple half marathons. And I asked her and the first person basically at different times, not in the same room, I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What should I use for training? and they both gave the exact same answer. Hal Higdon? Hal Higdon. Yep. It's, it's, it seems like the plan that every beginner uses. Yeah. And and they should, you yep. know, cuz it's, it's a it, good base plan. It's a great base plan. Yeah. And so that's what I did. So I so then um uh with that I uh roped I, Caleb and I, ro- I roped Caleb and you into Here here's how here's how I remember it. I said uh, hey Caleb, I'm going to do this this half marathon. Um you want to you want to do it with me? He says yeah I'm in and I say Josh we want to do this half marathon um, you know we'll train for the next twelve weeks and then we go down you know in into Arkansas and we we go to this uh, or Missouri where was yep, it at yeah Missouri. Missouri. I mean barely in Missouri right Missouri barely and uh I said uh, I said are you in and you're like uh and then I threw out there well Caleb's in and you're like yeah okay'll I'll run it yeah so I asked your youngest brother. Luke. How'd that go? I said, Luke, hey, we're gonna run this half marathon. Both of your brothers are in. Are you in? And he he didn't say a word. Man, he just looked at me with that stone faced <laughs> look. And uh, I said, I'll get you all the gear you need. I'll get you shoes. You know everything. And he was out. He tapped. He he didn't even tap out. He just was out. So so that's that's what got us down there. So why that yeah, race? Why that race? Because okay. we drove six oh we drove a long way seven hours i yeah. remember i
0: had to take a day off of work to get yeah. down there and then caleb and i immediately after the race we came right back up yeah. and you guys didn't you stayed down there and you went to oklahoma yeah but i'm like why of all the races right why here we could have done lincoln in a couple of months right
1: i think i was so ready you just wanted to do Oh, i race. wanted to do it and and plus here was the other thing i i was really into challenging myself to do hard things mm-hmm. and i knew that 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 training in Nebraska over the winter was going to be hard, and it I was, and I wanted to and, and, and I wanted to do that. so that, I think that had to do with it. And then plus, I tied in going to uh, the school that I graduated from down in down in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. they were having a, a homecoming type thing, which they did every February. And we could tie it in, even though it was a long ways away. <laughs> from the, like it was next door. No, no. I think we still, we, you guys drove back. We still had, mom and I still had like a five hour drive, uh-huh. you know, to get from where we were, you know, to, uh, to, to that place. So, so we go down and, and we run this inaugural. That's right. It was the very first heart, you know, heart of, whatever. heart
0: of, uh, what is it? Heart of the Ozarks. Heart of
1: the Ozarks. Uh-huh. We ran the, we ran the very first one. What do you remember about that race? A uh, couple things, a couple fun things. I remember, uh, you know, uh, um, you, your mother, your brother, Luke, your youngest brother who did not run and, and myself, we rode together. And then Caleb drove, he was in college.
0: No, no. he
1: No. W- yes. He would have been in
0: college. Yeah. yeah, yeah He yeah. was yeah. his senior year. But he, yeah,
1: so he was in Lincoln. So he was in Lincoln. So he drove separately. Yeah. And, and I remember getting down there, um, uh, early enough in the day then we we go we're in this little community yes little community and and so we go to to try to find something to eat and i i just remember walking into whatever this little restaurant bar was that we walked into and it was almost like you know the whole place stopped talking <laughs> and heads turned and looked at us it's like a movie it was like a movie It was almost like you're not from around these parts, are yeah, you? Yeah. You know, so I remember that. But but then I remember taking off, and, and um, you know, my fitness was I, I felt pretty good, and and I I had a uh my goal was to run a two hour fifteen minute half marathon, but then but my super secret goal was to do two ten. That's that's what I was going for, and I mean I stuck to the mile of this Hal Higdon plan the novice half marathon plan. And I just remember getting to um, at one point, I can't remember where it was. It was, it was, it was probably just after halfway and we made this left-hand turn, and there was this massive hill. That hill, that's what I remember from that race. It was massive, yeah. and I remember getting to the top of it. And first of all, it was cold—really cold, really cold. I wore day. like weird sweat, like
0: swishy pants. Yeah, we didn't know how to dress. We yet, didn't know, so how, to mean, we not didn't know at how to dress. We didn't know how to dress. We probably and we wore the race. Did we wear the race shirts? Maybe no. Oh, we, no, never we mind. had some. We yeah, had yeah, some yeah, made. That's we had right. Some yeah, maid. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. And and so I just remember it being so cold. And um, uh, completely overdressed, you know, for the day. We could have we toned it down the, the yes, dress yes. quite a bit. I don't know if I would have – I probably still would have wore tights, So It was pretty chilly.
0: Because it was – the sun didn't rise until we had gotten a, out, actually, little on flurry, the court. A yeah, little it flurry. Was, it on, was, on, I remember uh, that, like, opening. And it kind of, like, wrapped yeah, around to the yeah, right. Yep, and being like, this yeah, sucks. We have yeah, a lot left in this race. Yeah.
1: So I remember getting to the top of that hill, and there was some dude who was dressed more like a runner – um, but he he like massively cramped up, so he oh. he was a little bit more bulky, you know you know maybe like a maybe like a like a triathlete kind uh-huh. of like a, like what an Iron Man, uh-huh. you know if you can kind of visualize that. So, but he he's cramping up, and I'm just kind of gr- cruising <laughs> cruising right by him. So 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 I remember that, and then I remember getting to the ten mile mark, and I said to myself, "All right, here we go, new territory." I had never ran over 10 miles because once again, I ran it to, I ran Hal Higdon, you know, to the letter of the law and I'd ran over 10 miles on that, on that training uh, cycle. So I just remember doing that. And there was just a, just a rush of adrenaline thinking, man, I'm doing new stuff now. This is so cool. And, uh, and then looking at my watch and, and, and coming in, I was pretty excited and you know came in and and usually when we do these things together i'm always the the caboose and in all of these and and we come and i come in and you know there's you know mom i don't think she had cowbells at the time but she's yelling and i see everybody and i come in and i and i i think it's 205 and change is what, is what is, it is i smoked it i was so pumped uh you know for that um but but afterwards, I know that we all cleaned up, and then we went to some restaurant like to a eat breakfast place. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and the waitress asked, you know, why we're there. We you know told her, and are you gonna you know you gonna sign up again? You gotta do another one. and I said I don't know if I'm gonna do this again. <laughs> and uh, your mother laughed at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, and sure enough, a good laugh. Um, how important was it? I mean, you just mentioned the end. What was it like having your sons there?
1: Oh. You know, I think anytime you can have family members you know see see that uh, that ending spot. Yeah. and be and cheer you on there's just there's just there there's nothing better yeah there's just nothing better uh so you you say that at the at the restaurant you're never
0: going to run one of these again mom laughs um i imagine then at some point in time this is again this is february of 2013 marathons will start to enter the picture i don't even remember when that started happening for okay. you so what what happens after that race and i guess when do you decide first of all hey, i do want to do this again and then how does that turn into doing 26.2
1: you know it was the first time of you know uh, doing that distance. And so when we were at that restaurant, my legs were, my legs were hurting. Oh, I remember the drive home. Oh, I bet. Got home. And yeah, cause we were in the car for right. many hours and I, that was the oh, first just, time I'd ever run that distance. Right. I was like, this sucks. Right, right. Yeah. My legs were hurting. And, and that's probably what led to me. I don't know if I want to do this again, but you know, you, you know, just through recovery and then, you know, getting back home and then going out to, to run. Cause now i have I started to like this, right? Yeah. So, so I'd go out, you know, for a run, and and then I'm like, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do this again. So, later that f- same year, mm-hmm. 2013, in the fall, there was the Omaha Marathon, mm-hmm. and I don't know when I signed up for it. It had to have been early June, probably and and i thought yeah i'm going to you know i'm going to do this do this again so i i just recycled the same training plan and did it but but man i was bent on going sub 2 i figured i could do it cuz i you know i didn't i mean i had 12 weeks of of training now i have all this base mm-hmm. and but i but i don't know about you know really about training um and i and i have a um What was I using for, I don't know if it was, I don't know. I think I was using a a Nike app and still on, um, shout out to Nike app. (laughs) I was, you know, using, using this app and I uh, was training and man, I was, I'm like, I'm going to knock this thing out of the park. You know, I, uh, I did that, I did that, that midnight run 5k charity deal you know, and I think I ran it in 24, maybe 25 minutes. So I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, I can, I think I can, you know, figure this out yep. and, and I can go sub two on this. And, and I get on the course. It's a beautiful day. It, it started, got a little warm towards the end, but it's a beautiful day. And, and it started uh, down, downtown area, you know, kind of by um, uh, now the Charles Schwab baseball field. And it went north into, into North Omaha, and, and it looped right not too far from, from where we lived on Ida Street on Fontenelle Boulevard and came back. So you went back by Miller Park, and, and I, was feeling, I was feeling good. But I got to a place where I'm, I'm about, oh, maybe mile seven, and, and my app said, you know, it, it, it spoke to me every mile. And it said mile seven, but I see Uh mile seven way up in the in the distance, and all of a sudden I start figuring out this isn't this thing is not in sync. There's something wrong here, and 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 I don't have enough time. And so I start doing the math right, and I don't have enough time. So so I end up finishing. Setting a PR, Mm -hmm. I finish in two oh three and change, and I'm mad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you relate? Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. I know that feeling. So, I I was I mean I was I was probably not easy to be around initially, and and then some. And um, and your mother said, "Do you realize what you just did? (laughs) You went out and ran a little uh, thirteen mile thirteen point one miles in a little over two hours." There are so many people that are still on the couch. I mean, mm. she was, she was just really giving perspective to me, and I said, you know, you're right. But I said, uh, but for my birthday, you're getting me a Garmin watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's you. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I'm sure that somebody would have told me, and maybe you told me, going into my first marathon in 2018, that like, hey, the GPS is gonna be a little wonky, so just be ready. And that was the part that broke me at the, right before all my cramping happens is my whatever, my Fitbits at 17. And when I actually hit 17, it was 17 and a half. And yeah. it just was like, this is totally destroying me. Right. Mentally. It, it just so broke mental, me mentally. Right?
1: Yeah. So, so I finished that and, and, I, and I basically do the same thing. So this is a year later, mm-hmm. right? After the first. And uh, I say, time for a new challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for – well, really how it happened is leading up to that half marathon in the fall, we had some friends of ours that were over at our house. They live in Missouri, and uh, they came up to run the midnight run, Mm -hmm. but then also he, he trained for the half marathon, the Omaha half marathon. And so it was really cool, you know because we could stay in contact with each other. how's training going doing doing all this stuff and so so while I think it was the weekend that they had come up for the uh midnight run, they stayed with us for the weekend, and he's he's in you know we're in the living room, it's fall, we're watching football and and There is, uh, he's, he's got his laptop open and he said, you know, we should do a destination run next year. And I'm like, cool. I go, where do you want to go? He goes, let's go to Nashville. I'm like, all right. You know, I haven't, uh, you know, I've I've driven through, I haven't stayed, haven't done anything in Nashville. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Nashville. I said, why Nashville? And he goes, well, there is a rock and roll marathon series that runs in Nashville, um, and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is the charity uh, for that race, um, and at the time it was called the Country Music Marathon. Now it's Rock and Roll Nashville.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Same race, and in um, in the backstory is 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 uh, the couple, my friend and his wife, they have a son who, when he was 13 years old, got diagnosed uh with childhood cancer and with leukemia and they had a you know they had an option you know where do we take him to get treatment and they were able to get placed at St Jude and so uh they were able to to um have basically their you know what the the protocol that St Jude used end up you know saving their 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 uh, son He's, he's, uh, I think he's 30 years old today. Awesome. So yeah, so it's fantastic. So I knew a little bit about their backstory. And so he said, you know, St. Jude is the, is the sponsor of this or the, the, the charity recipient of this. And I'm like, cool, man, I'm, I'm in, I go, how much is registration? And he goes, I don't know. I go, what do you mean? You don't know you, you, you have the laptop open. You're looking at the, at the website. He goes, well, I'm going to register and sign up as a St. Jude hero well, what's that? And he goes, well, you just got to commit to raising a, a certain level of money and you get your bib by doing that. So I find out, you know, how much that that, that uh, uh, amount is to raise. And I'm like, yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, it's a, to me that was so much money um, uh, committed to raising a thousand dollars, and I thought, oh my god, am am I going to be able to do this? Because I'm on the hook. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't raise it, I I stroke the check for the balance, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, you know, can I can we do this? And you know, your mom's such an encourager. She's like, yeah, we can do this. And so, so she was we, right, by the way. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> as we'll see. Yeah. So we sign. We we. Uh, um, I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. So the next week or two weeks or whenever it was that they come back we're going to we're going to run the half marathon. Mm-hmm. So when he comes back to our house to run the Omaha half marathon that weekend, you know, they come and stay with us. The moment that they walk in the door. Now the story is 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 a little bit different. He tells it differently than I do, but this is the truth. Okay. So Rod, if you're listening, this is the yeah, truth. Yeah,
0: you're on the podcast. He can't respond yeah, yeah, to that's this. Right. Yeah.
1: So he walks in the door and I said, "Rod, I go, if we're going all the way <laughs> to Nashville, I said we have to run the full marathon. He said I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but he agreed. So we so that's once again challenge. Now it's we're going to we are going to train over the winter time to run an April marathon in Nashville, Tennessee. So we got to train over the the harsh winter in in Nebraska and I made it a goal that I would run all my long runs outside Mm -hmm. um i believe yeah it was it was later than this but but i i remember a couple times going to a gym because i didn't have a treadmill at the time the one that we had when you were growing up we we gave it away (laughs) for the best yes yeah it was bad and uh and so I, I went to a gym a couple of times just to get in, like, you know, I know, I remember running, you know, you know, four or five miles six. I remember running six miles in the gym thinking I am never running farther than this on this, on a treadmill ever again. Cause it was just like boring. I mean, I'm looking at a wall, you know, there was no TVs. I had, had my headphones on. So, so we train and, uh, and, and sure enough, you know, I, I, I don't know what to expect. Um, uh, wh- what did I do? I went and grabbed Hal Higdon marathon, marathon plan. novice plan, <laughs> and and uh, put it into play, and you know, and and just went after it. I, I I will say that I don't know if if one of your questions, but I'll just keep talking. That, um, the day that I had to I had to pull my 18 mile run, it was in February, mm-hmm. and it was cold, and I had a I had a meeting at work. I, I I ran my long runs at that time on Saturdays. And I had a meeting at work which was uncommon. We didn't have, you know, we we never came ne- necessarily came in on the weekends. Uh but there was something that 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 the uh, the group of us um there was probably 8 of us that they needed us in for a for a meeting um on Saturday. And so I probably ran took off I don't know maybe 11 12 o'clock you know for this 18 mile run but I remember wearing you know I probably had tights on I probably had had snow pants on it was cold uh because with the wind chill it was negative 13 <laughs> yeah I think I had my I had the shell of my Columbia coat on you know <laughs> I was I was uh I was pretty bundled up but and I really didn't feel cold you know once I got going And um, I remember, you know, at the turn, this is such a – this was a pivotal moment for me when it came to my work as a St. Jude hero. Yeah. On this 18-mile training run, I thought, this sucks. It is so cold out here. And I'm halfway from home. And, you know, it's it's February. And so now – you know, the sun is going down, (laughs) you know, even at three o'clock, you can tell that the sun is going down. Right. And, uh, and, and I remember, I remember stopping at that nine and sitting on this retaining wall, getting something to drink, probably taking a gel or something and then, um, getting ready to go. But it was at that moment that I said to myself that this is Nothing. Compared to what these kids and their families are going through on a daily basis. And if they can do all the things that they're doing, you know, through the, you know, surgeries and chemotherapy and, you know, poking and prodding and and all of these things, I can run 18 miles in negative 13 degree weather. But I will tell you that I was so happy when that thing was, <laughs> that thing was over. Um, you know, whenever it was, a few weeks later, when I uh, twenty miles was the long was was the longest uh, um, uh, on in that cycle, the longest miles to run. And I remember running the twenty, thinking this is so much easier than eighteen. And I knew after that 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 I could you I could do I, I could do it. But once again, I never ran over twenty. So when I get to to the twenty mile mark. All right, I'm I'm now into new territory. This is completely new, but I I just trusted the training. I knew that that everything leading up to there that I would be able to run that last 10k. Um, you know, at least walk it. You know, I was going to get there. I was going to get there and I was going to finish. What was the last
0: 10k like? What was it like crossing the finish line?
1: Um, Nashville was a really interesting course. Um, the I don't know how you can continue to go uphill without going downhill. That's what I felt like. The start, the start was on on their on their big street, uh, their big Main Street, uh, Broadway. It's what it is in Nashville, and 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 you run down. I I don't know how far you how far you ran down, but 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 my corral was like just inside the city. I mean, I was way in the back, and uh, I, I bet you it was. Thirty minutes before I cross, b- b- when the gun went off, before uh-huh. I crossed the start line, and so you 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 instantly started downhill, but then you made a loop around downtown, and then you're going uphill, and then you're going uphill again and uphill again, and I I just remember at one point I'm I'm running and uh, it's it's getting I don't know I'm, I'm probably twenty two miles in maybe twenty three miles in, and I have to I make this turn and we're in this like little park and I make this turn and it's like. Really, and I and I said it out loud. Really, that <laughs> I you know. So you had to run run up this hill. I remember I remember people were handing out um, full bottles of Gatorade because it got it got warm, and and not just cups. I mean, there were plastic bottles. You know, <laughs> the twenty four ounces. And you know, somebody said, Do you want one? I'm like, absolutely I want one. <laughs> so I took it and and I remember just, you know, drinking it and refl- and reflecting and reflecting. I think I walked for a little bit and I just thought about, you know, you know, the last because that was an 18 week training program. The last 18 weeks, I thought about, you know, the the stuff for the kids. Um, thank God we made this turn at probably twenty-five and it was downhill (laughs) basically the rest of the way um i got to i mean really close to the 26 mile mark it was it was really close that and i i saw your mother and uh and and my friend's wife kathy so i saw kathy and mom standing there and you know we embraced and and it was just it was just so cool and i said let me go so i can so i can finish this thing and it was just great. So I go to, you know, just finish it. And it finishes right right in front of Nissan Stadium where the Titans play in Nashville. And there was just something, you know, across the finish line. You know, you're, you know, you're getting all this stuff, whether it's water or, or what. And, uh, you know, the person puts the metal around my neck and uh, go by the, the um, uh, area where they have, like, backdrops and they're taking pictures and, and – the marathon in Omaha, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Yeah. And, and so, so that was pretty cool. And so I go, I go to, uh, uh get my picture taken and I set my, I, I kind of lean down to set my water bottle down and, and I start tipping, right. <laughs> and I catch myself and the guy, the, and the photographer says, are you all right? And I said, do you need help? No, I said, no, I'm, f- I'm fine. And I just remember just beaming, uh, as they, as they took that picture, and you know, just crossing that finish line, it was fantastic.
0: So you finished that. Do you are you in the same boat as you were in 2013? We were like, all right, that was cool. I'm never doing that again. Or at this point were you like, I want to keep doing these again?
1: Yeah, I think that at that point I'm I'm in. You're all the way. in. I, I'm in I'm in. I mean, the chips are in the middle now at, uh-huh. this, at this point. And, and so I'm trying to think of what's next? What's next? I, I probably already had what's next in mind, um, which was that same half marathon. That I ran the fall before the Omaha. Uh-huh. I ran the Omaha full marathon in the fall. Wow, well, so you do your first
0: marathon and you then run two in the same year. Correct. Well, because this will be the first time I've ever run two in the same year. Oh wow. When I do when I do Des Moines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. In a month and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um so so I finished that and and just stay and just stay in. I, I remember walking around. Initially being a little tight and sore, but we got out like right away after going back to the hotel, cleaning up. We stayed quite a ways away from downtown Nashville, but we went back. Mm -hmm. And um, so we walked around the rest of that night and that to me was the light bulb game changer that you just don't stop. After you get done, after yeah. you get done running. And so I, uh, you know, figured, figured that part out. So I think that that made the recovery side a uh-huh. little bit easier. Let me back up one other thing that winter, probably about the, right before I did that 18 mile run, I had a client who lives in Salt Lake city. This guy's a huge outdoors, uh, uh, fitness and endurance athlete, bikes, runs, you know, I mean, he probably does triathlons, but but I know that he he heavy into into mountain biking and gravel bike, and then and then also running, and uh, and he knew that just from the conversation that we had that I've had knee problems, and he said, so what are you running in? I said, well, I went and bought mm. um I bought some Sauconys. I went you know and and uh, went to a local running store here in town and and got fitted for these Sauconys, and he said, have you ever heard of this this shoe called Hoka? I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, let's, you know, you got to remember this is a client, you know, he's paying the company that I work for to have a coaching relationship with me. He goes, get on, get online. Let's get online. Let's go to Hoka's website. And so he shows me, he goes, look, they look kind of goofy. He goes, but I'm telling you, they're going to, it's going to save you on your recovery for your knee. It's going to help you to run. And, and and your hips and things like that. And so I buy I go to a, I go to a local uh, another local running store here in town and I buy a pair of Hoka's. And uh but they they didn't size me right. You know, they they told me what size I should be and and the they they um didn't have that size. So they gave me the size up and it was just, I didn't like the way they felt on my foot. First of all, I had to mentally get over the idea that I was buying a shoe that I'd a size that I'd never ran in before I mm-hmm. walked in before I have fairly small feet. And so he, um so he said, uh, you know, he t- tells me about these Hocus. So, or, or I, I buy these Hocus from, uh, from, from the store. I, I take them back. And at the time, I'm looking on the website and there's a brand new model that comes out. And so I order them and that's what I ran, um, my first marathon in Nashville in, and I, the recovery was just incredible. You know, I mean, I, I didn't feel it as bad, you know, I mean, I'm still tight and everything, but, but I'm not, I can't walk. I'm not the stories of people that can't go downstairs or, or anything like that. So, so, you know, of course, you know those that listen to your program, they're all runners, and so they have this understanding that you're going to run through those shoes. So I buy another pair of Hocus, but I buy a brand another brand new model that's lighter, a lot more cushion, and and that base model. It's called the Clifton. Is what I've 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 ran in since. Yeah, you have a
0: million pairs yeah, at home. I
1: do. I have <laughs> quite a few, and uh, and I, I think it's up to it's up to the Clifton Nines, and I have them in a box. I haven't I haven't broke them out yet. Uh huh. So, so, I, but I, but I get ready to to run this Omaha Omaha Marathon um, in the fall, and um, you know I'm, you know, once again training training is going good, and and I in in Nashville uh, at the the first one I ran a five twelve, and I not I, I don't know what time is, and, and knowing that I walked and you know the uphills and stuff, I figured I could do better than that in, in Omaha. And so then in that fall ran the Omaha marathon in September of 2014 and ran a five twenty five forty three 43. And that to this day is my PR.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Which was, you know, nine, nine years ago. Um, but it was, uh, I, I just remember, um, I didn't have any, you know, I didn't have a, a uh, uh, watch breakdown or anything like that. Um I at one point, probably at the at, at at the 13 mile mark, I had this guy run up on me and he says, "How do you like them?" And uh <laughs> and he, he was a little bit older guy, you know, and and you know I had my headphones in so I popped them out. I said, like, "You know, what are we talking about?" Uh, he goes he goes your shoes, your Hokas. "How do you like them?" And he was wearing a pair. And at the time, Josh, back in 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 this in 2014, uh-huh. you did not see yep the 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 amount of people wearing hokas that we do today. And um and, and so man, I said, I love him, you know, so we talk a little bit about him. And and he was running a little bit, you know, um he ran I think I ran up on him, but then he kind of caught up with me. But he wasn't running, you know, not that I'm speedy, you know, Gonzalez or anything, but but he um you know he I just said hey I'm, you know have a great run. And so I I took off. Uh saw your mom a couple times. And I just remember getting down towards the end. I, I walked a little bit and I'm probably, I don't know, within two miles of of the finish. And this dude comes up on me and we're just talking and he says, Man, he goes, let's let's go. Let's 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 go. I'm like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. So so we take off and uh and get down there to the end and I see you. And I see I see mom and, and at the time we finished inside uh charles Schwab field oh so we oh. we run in through the outfield yeah, and fence, on the big screen on the big screen and so we ran around the you uh-huh. ran around the the warning track and yep. you know, to buy home plate and stuff and you know and and come out and uh and finish and I just remember you know i was i was pumped you know i figured you know not only p r but man I did a four twenty five i was i was really i was really excited
0: that's awesome um next year you run new York. You run New York in 2015. Uh first of all, the the Abbott Marathon Majors, at what point is this something that you're realizing that like, hey, there are all these marathons, but there are there are the big dogs. And overseas it's London, it's Tokyo, it's Berlin, and in America, it's Boston, it's Chicago, and it's New York City.
1: Those really don't come into play. I I I I knew about the the Chicago, I mean, uh the Boston Marathon cuz yeah, cuz it's the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Right? um and you know at, at this point so it's the end of 2014 and so so a, a couple months after i run the omaha marathon is my birthday and i turned 49 in 2014 so everybody do the math <laughs> and, and and i did not want to have you know, yeah. There, there's a lot of people that they they get into that spot of their life and they think that everything's downhill, right? Or you know, you're over the hill. I know they a lot of times they say that at 40, um, but you know, you're you know, it, it's like everything is is you know coming to a close. That and my father died in his 50s. He was 58, soon to be 59. A couple months shy of being 59. His dad, who I never knew also died in his fifties. So I made a decision that I wasn't going to die in my fifties by something that I could control. So I'm going to keep myself healthy and and do this, but I wanted to leave my forties on a high note. So somebody asked me, so what, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to laugh more. I'm going to smile more. You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, give more. I'm just going to, I'm just going to have a great year. It's going to be my best year yet and and so i had a a, a colleague we were we were uh, business coaches and she said and she was so good she looked at me she said how are you going to reward yourself you know if you if you're going to set up a you know a, a a big audacious goal how are you going to reward yourself and i said uh, man i want to run the new york city marathon and you got to remember <laughs> i'm two marathons deep i ran a 425 I am nowhere near any type of qualification for this race, but I gotta get into it. why? Because it runs a week before my birthday mm-hmm. and 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 so i I just start getting I just start thinking, man, I have to get into this race and uh so that year at Christmas time 2014, 2014 um your mother gave me a book called A Race Like No Other. And it chronicled the 2007 New York City Marathon. And it it did not give the perspective all of only the elites. There was a, uh, a perspective of the elites. Uh, the author's name is Liz Robbins. Encourage everybody to go read this book. But it also chronicled the journey of a bunch of average joes and one of the people in the book really captured my attention was a lady by the name of pam rickard and um you know we just follow follow her story all the way through and i'm not going to give it away because i want you to go read the book um but 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 pam was you know just a just a a champion and encourager and i'm like hey i think i've seen her on facebook you know because I started getting into some of these New York oh, city yeah. marathon. i'm i and I'm nowhere close of, of of being entered into this race yet but uh but i she said something on Facebook I commented she commented back and 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 so we kind of started this you know this little friendship uh you know in this um on on Facebook so mom gives me this book, but in the book, there's a note and it said it says something about you know, um, we'll be in New York, you know, in November, you know, and 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 stuff. Just a super encouraging word. And so I'm like, I gotta get into this race. <laughs> so I reach out to at the at this point, I have um ran one race for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as a St. Jude hero. My goal was to raise a thousand dollars and Nashville ended up raising like seventeen hundred dollars. So I had to up. I got, I got past the 1,000. I'm like, well, I'm going to up my goal mm-hmm. to 1,500, you know, and, uh, and reached it and then in, in, in some. So I reach out. So I, I, I contact the person who was, who was my contact with, with St. Jude. I said, who is, who's the New York City Marathon contact? And so she gave me her, her email address. So I emailed her and said, hey, this is who I am. I've ran this one race. I would love, you know, to run New York. And I get a, a really nice email back saying, we don't know how many bibs we're going to have. Um, they, they, don't w- they won't know that until uh, the day they draw the lottery. I'm like, okay. You know, Thank you very much. We'll, you know, we'll put you on a waiting list is mm-hmm. what they said. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I, I have to get into this mm-hmm. race. So I put my name in for the lottery. And at the time, they don't do this anymore but at the time, there was an eleven dollar entry fee to get into the lottery, and about a hundred and twenty thousand people would enter the lottery. Now, New York's really interesting because they they don't they, they take a certain amount of people from New York, a certain amount of people from you know the 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 other boroughs, and then it just it, it's it's like it goes out, and then so many international, and you know people try for years to to get in this race. I have a good friend of mine who lives there, right? Who lives in on Long Island. Who we started running at the same time. We both went into the lottery at the same time, and he did not get picked. And he just ran New York for the first time, like last year or the year <laughs> before. So, so it, it's not an automatic that because you're from New York, you're going to get in. So I put in for the for the lottery, and uh, and the lottery's in March. And, and, um, just so happens on the day of the New York city marathon lottery, I had to go a couple days before, but I had to go to Philadelphia for business and I'm on my way home the day of the lottery. And they start, they start drawing and they told you, they said, you'll get an official notice via email, but if you see your credit card statement hit, you know, you, you know, you're in. So, so I do my business in, in Philly. I get to the airport to come home, and my flight's delayed. And I'm like, man, I better make my connection because that's the worst thing is getting stuck. So I get to, I get to Chicago, and, man, I'm having to you know, run all, all through the airport. And I get to my gate, and the door's closed. And I'm like, but the plane is still there. The, you know, the jetway's still connected. They said, I'm sorry, the door's closed. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go get a burger. So I went and sat down at, at this restaurant. And, and while I'm eating, I'm just flipping through, you know, refreshing, you know, the credit card. And um, and then all of a sudden I see it. And I throw my hands in the air and I I yell, I'm not gonna do it here. Do it, but I yell, I go, yes. And it's like once again, it was almost like when we walked into that restaurant in southern Missouri out for our first half marathon every head turned to me, my (laughs) arms are still up in the air. And I said, I just got into the New York city marathon and they were all cheering and and everything. Um, I think by the time that I got to my gate and, and had uh, um, getting ready to, to go, you know, whatever my next flight was that they put me on, I get an email from St. Jude saying, we'd love to have you run for us. (laughs) And so I, I had to reach back to them and and say, you know, I um, I'm sorry, but I put in for the lottery and I got the lottery and I can't defer, and and I'm not going to lose, you know, the money that I had to had to put up for it. I said, but I still want to raise money. Is there a way that I can way that I can do it? And they told me they said, yeah, you can you can run it. At the time they they have it. It's called something different now, but it, it was called a, a classic hero, um, which meant I had no I had no um, I had no commitment, uh, value commitment level, but I also had no benefit, you know, to it either. Well, so I'm like, well, you know, so I look it up, you know, what what would I have had to had to commit to do? And it was thirty five hundred dollars. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go raise, I'm going to go raise thirty five hundred dollars for St. Jude, um, and uh, I don't know how quick it happened, but I surpassed it really quick, and and it got. To the point where i'm like well, i'm gonna up it, we're gonna up it to five thousand, and once again I'm turning fifty a week after the race, mm-hmm. so I tied everything into to that fifty um you know help me get to you know to uh um, five thousand you know how many how many friends can donate fifty dollars for my fiftieth birthday to get to the five thousand and um you know uh, so it was just it was just cool the the training, everything I probably had the the best time of training and just, I was so psyched. I was, you know, I just felt like I was in great shape. Everything was, everything was perfect. And, uh, you know, get, get to, you know, I have conversations back and forth with this person from St. Jude and, and she said, uh, come see me at the expo when, when you get into town. Um, because they they have a, at, at New York, they have a, um, a starters village, but Saint Jude had a big tent because not everybody, you know, which which had their own porta potties and and things like that. I mean, there's fifty thousand people <laughs> are running are running this race, and it's pretty mad in this in the starters village on Staten Island, and um, so you know, and we're gonna have food and you know and everything, just a place to stretch and and everything, and uh, and so I go to to the uh, expo, and and she gives me this packet and it has my wristband to get into that village and and she and she said, um, you know I I've never had a classic hero raise this much money before. <laughs> now they've had people that are that were you know doing it, um, you know some some celebrities and and everything's like that that would have foundations and would raise you know a bunch of money, but not an individual who had no commitment to raise and be committed to raise this much money I ended up raising over 5200 dollars hmm. you know for for the cause and um in in and, and I was just it was it was it's to this day it's my favorite it's my favorite marathon i got a couple in there uh, for different reasons but but this was just awesome um my wife, your mother, was there. My oldest sister and her husband were there, um, and 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 it was. I had two high school classmates, you know, from Kearney, Nebraska, that that ran it as well, and uh, and we actually connected, and and so it was it was really cool. Um, but I just remember. You know, I'm you know, I'm reading all this stuff and, you know, here I am. I I, I know what a marathon looks like because I've ran two of them, but I've never ran this one. And, you know, you start on the, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge and it's a three about a three mile bridge that that inclines and then crests and then goes back down. And they said, don't start too fast. You know, it's real easy. And it was. But, man, I'm I'm trying to back off <laughs> You know, to do it. Um, uh real quick, cra- craziest thing I've ever seen on at a marathon. I'm coming down. I th- there's two levels to this bridge and I was on the the lower level. So I didn't see the exposed sky, I saw a bridge, but I could see out out the side and you could see these water cannons. It was super cool, and you could see uh, the skyline of, of Manhattan. And so, but when you come down off this bridge, you are you're entering into Brooklyn. And I come down off this bridge, and this is the I, I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. People are peeling off, right? because they've been standing in the corral for a long time and 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 the craziest i mean and there's there's exposed there's not a whole lot there's you know some some uh, pillars for the bridge and everything where some people are you know you see dudes standing around you know watering the bridge but but the but the craziest thing I saw is I saw this this lady. She she went into this grassy area just off of the road, man, and she dropped trowel and and, and just and just peed right there. And I'm like, oh, "There's something you don't see every day." And and I thought, well, "All right, man, we're in, you know welcome to New York."
0: Uh-huh. Uh, so you finished that. It's November of 2015. You turn fifty, whatever. A few days later, yeah. Uh, I imagine that you have more marathons you want to run, more goals, um, big dreams, yeah. and you are diagnosed with cancer then in early 2016.
1: Yeah, so here how it happened was um I got done with New York and you know just I was all pumped, you know, your mother did a surprise 50th birthday party. Um, you know, the family, we all yep. went we all went out to dinner and when I came back, had all these had a house full of of friends. And it was it was super cool uh to do that. Um, but once again, just being a goal setter, I I thought, you know, I'm going to do something crazy. I said I want to run four marathons in 2016. And so uh so I start mapping it out and I know for sure that the one that I want to run is uh Memphis because the St. Jude Memphis Marathon weekend, I mean that is that's their uh main event. It's their like single, you know, when it comes to to marathons it's their single biggest fundraising day. Things like that, and I and I hadn't been there yet, and uh, and I wanted I wanted to do that. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I can run I can run you know back in the fall. There's you know there's plenty of fall marathons here that I could run, and I I had never ran the Lincoln Marathon. Um, I'd ran the half marathon the year before, but not the full. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I want to run Lincoln, and I, so I'm trying to figure out um you know because I got to space these out. I got to run four, <laughs> and uh, and and so. Um, similar to like our first half marathon, I found a marathon that ran in February in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and um, and I thought, well, yeah, we'll just you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm going we're gonna you know drive down to Fort Smith and and run that, and that'll be my first of the of the four marathons. And that was in February. In between February and Lincoln, uh, which is in May, um, I have my annual physical. And I'm I'm a huge proponent of my annual mm-hmm. physical and, and uh probably probably about the time that I was probably not too much older than what you are today is when I started it. And it was because your mother asked me a question. She said, What would happen to me and the boys if something happened to you? So nothing's gonna happen to me. And she said, uh um I said, you know, what is it, you know? I don't tell you I love you enough," she said. "No, no, you do that," and I said, I, "I know I don't bring you flowers enough." She said, "You're right, you don't." And she said, "But, but you know your your health," and I said, "I said, look, I said I realize that I'm, you know, I'm a little bit round." <laughs> um, I said, "But, uh, but you know, nothing's gonna happen to me." But she said, "I really want you to go see the doctor." So that started me off on on this quest. Um, so I had my annual physical, and then. Um, it's, I don't know what it is. It's probably March or April. I I get this call, and now you know now I'm fifty, mm-hmm. and there's certain things that that you know we need to do when we turn fifty, like have a colonoscopy, and and um and so I had a I had a colonoscopy, and the um, um, the the doctor who did that was not my. My uh, personal care uh, physician. Um, it was uh, it was probably a urologist, you know, that did that. And um, she said to me, it was a it was a female. She said, "Hey man, everything looked great. You know, we'll see you in whatever whatever the time frame is five years, ten years, whatever." And uh, it was probably five years, and and I'm like, great. So it's a few weeks later, and I get this phone call. I'm at work, and I get this phone call and it's my personal care physician's office I said hey um doctor would like you to go see a urologist because uh in your at your physical in your blood work your PSA levels were were a little bit high he's not too concerned but he wants you to go to a urologist and and get it verified and i'm like okay and i'm like but i say back to her i'm like but you know, I, I thought everything was fine. I'm not I'm not equating I'm thinking I'm thinking my colonoscopy. And so I'm like, PSA. I mean the only the only PSA I know is public service announcement. <laughs> so I'm at work, I, I type in uh Google and I say PSA for health. Figured that was gonna get get me close enough. And it said prostate specific antigen. And it's the a marker in your blood that can help to determine um prostate cancer. And I remember melting into the back of my chair and thinking, oh my. So I picked up the phone. I called your mother and said, uh, something something must be up. So I go see the urologist and um, and he said, hey, you know, the the best way that we're going to do this, there's, there's a lot of different tests that we can do, but the best way is if we do a biopsy. And I'm like, okay, I said I'm running the Lincoln Marathon on May the first. He said we'll we'll schedule it for after that, which was um, um, May the third. So, so I run the marathon number two Mm -hmm. for the year. Uh, Had a challenge. Got to the half half mark. It was it was rainy. Uh It was chilly. Uh Um, Got to the half mark. Feeling pretty decent. Feeling like I was. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling like I was going to be, I was going to do, I was going to do okay. Uh huh. And I uh, uh, started having this weird pain in my knee. And, uh, but I just, I was like, ah, we'll be fine. So I ran through it. And, and there's a turn at the, at the lake at, what's that at, like 19? 1920s. Yeah. At Holmes. And, uh, I, I make that turn and I'm coming off of it and I'm like, I'm hurting. I mean, I'm hurting bad, and uh, and so I I uh, man, I started praying, and I I said, Lord, I said, I I, I don't want to quit, but I don't know if I can finish. That was really what I said. I'm not gonna quit, but I don't know if I can finish. And I got close to, and I'm just I'm I'm limping, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm limping and just really going slow and and kind of working my way. Um, and i get close to mile 22 now you know there's a a lot to do with mile 22 uh mile 21 and mile 22 go read the book from new york and 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 but at about mile 22 i start hearing this cowbell ring and i look up at it's your mom i didn't think that she'd be anywhere near cuz it was a crappy day mm-hmm and sure enough there she was man calling me in you know with that cowbell and i told her i said you don't know how much this means right now cuz i'm about ready to quit and i and i said i need something that's going to keep me going and i heard the cowbell so i finished that race and and uh you know that that was my at the time right it was my slowest uh that i did and it was in, it was in 532 and I, I, uh, I get, you know, get done and, and everything. Two days later, I have this biopsy. Um, uh, eight days later, I go in for the results and I walk in and the doctor says, you know, we did a 12 cross section of your prostate and three of the 12 show cancer. I'm like, Okay. And I don't know if he thought I was in shock. He goes, "Hey, man, I didn't just give you a death sentence. I said I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. I said, here's what I want to know: What are we gonna do about it? What's the plan?'" And so he said, "Here, I, you know, your wife's not here. Mom was out of town on business. I had. To, she told me I had to call her and tell her." <laughs> and um, uh, so he 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 said, "I want you to read, you know, read these. You know, here's some here's some information, uh, to read." And and I said, "Well, you know." I said, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old. I said, you know, what are, what are the options? He said, well, you know, here's some options, but read all this stuff. And I said, okay. So I come back after reading it, you know, you know, we do, we do another visit a couple of weeks later and, and your mom's a part of that visit then too. And, and, um, and I just, I tell him, you know, this is to me, this is the, the, the best treatment plan for somebody my age. And he said, yeah, I agree. I go and it's, and it's called a, Radical robotic prostatectomy, which means that they're going to remove my prostate. And and it's it's pretty sensitive uh, um, uh, surgery and sensitive area. And it's, it's, like I said, it's all done by robotics, right? So it's not like he's cutting in with his hands, right? It's, it's all doing those stuff. I go, uh, how good are you? <laughs> and he said, he goes, that's a fair question. <laughs> he goes, I'll tell you that he goes i'm i'm probably the best in this area he he goes but let me tell you he goes i haven't done as many he goes i have i have colleagues on the east coast that have probably done four times as many of these just because of population he goes but i'm probably one of the best in the area he goes i got i go how many have you done he goes like fourteen, 1500 i'm like okay he goes i got really good after 200 <laughs> and i'm like man i'm glad i'm not 201 or 199 <laughs> You know, so yeah, so that's, uh, so that, that happened in May or excuse me. Um, we, we had the, we had the, the consultation in June. Um, I told him about some life events that were going to take place, uh, coming up and, um, that I, that I, you know, I, I needed to be available for. And he said, that's okay. He said, we'll do it. We'll do it in, um, in August. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So on August 1st, um, I uh I went in for my prostatectomy. But before that, I had um St. Jude at the time had a uh I I don't even know what it was called. It was it was just an online, it was almost like an online newsletter or magazine. And they did a they did a feature story on me. And uh, because I'm running four, I'm running four marathons and, and, you know, I'm capping it off by running in, in, um, in Memphis. And, um, I do this interview, this thing's not coming out till probably June or July. And I do this interview with this guy and, uh, it's before I know anything. So, um, so now here I am, I, I'm, I'm too, I'm, two marathons into my four marathon goal for the year and I get diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I know that I'm going to, I'm having surgery on August 1st and I am signed up. Oh, I forgot to say this is when the Abbott world marathon majors came in. It was, it was at the beginning of that year I'd ran New York. They put together an ambassador program. I applied and was accepted. And, um, so instantly, I said, "I think I'll run Chicago because I can get in as mm-hmm. as a St. Jude hero." And and it and it didn't. I didn't feel like the um, uh, the the amount that I would have to raise would be that bad. Even though I'd already I'd already registered for for Memphis, I was already in on Memphis too. And and so and so I thought, okay, I can I can I can you know I can juggle both of these. I can do this. This this will be fine. Um, I think I was I had to raise twenty five hundred for both of for both of them is is what it was, and so I, uh, um, but I'm thinking now. I I don't know if I can run Chicago, just physically. Yeah, but I'm going to. I mean, so it's like one of those things where I'm you know I'm going to do it. So I reach out to my my contact at St Jude, say, "Look, this is what's happened," you know, and and they said, "We'll, we'll try to figure something out." And I said, "Well, just know for right now, unless you hear differently from me, I'm running this race." I train up until July 31st. I'm going in the next day. I train just like I would, you know, for. So you get oct- about two months
0: in. Of I get training. about two months
1: in, right? And I feel I'm feeling pretty good. I go out on my last run before the surgery, and so I because I know. August is out. Yeah. I know. I can't do anything. I I walked a little bit, um, but I had not ran. Um, Early September, um, uh, mom and I were at at this gym and she was getting, she was working out. And so I went over to the treadmill and just kind of walked a little bit and then really lightly jogged about a quarter mile, man. And you'd have thought that I I won the New York City Marathon. I was so excited. Um, So I, I, uh, you know, just kind of started to try to put things together. And I think that the longest that I ran, um, might've been nine miles, 10 miles at the most, um, that, you know, whatever the rest of end of September, I had to be real careful. It was, you know, it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, it <laughs> hurt. Needless to say. And needless to say. So, um, so I, I went and, uh, um, you know, made made my you know financial commitment to St. Jude for that for that race, and um, the week of the marathon. But but earlier that week, I had to go in to see the doctor. This was my first post surgery where they were going to do blood work. Like I, I had to go back a couple other times early on, just you know. Cause you do ride for surgery kind of deal, but it's, it's like the first week of October I'm in uh, his office and uh, they do blood work and, and then um, I get a phone call and it's like the day before we're leaving for Chicago and they, they start, they start, you know, talking doctor to me and, and tell me all these numbers and I said, what does that mean? And they uh, they said, "Well, your PSA showed at a at a you know less than what, whatever whatever the range was." I go, "What does it mean?" They, they said, "It means that that there's no cancer detected." And so so I went into Chicago, you know, with that, and so that was that was pretty cool uh, being able to do it. And and I had no idea what was going to happen, but I I told everybody around me, I said, "I'm going to start and I'm going to finish." And you did, I did, I did. So what's next? Yeah, so you know, a uh, couple months later, we go off to go off to Memphis, so I, so I can run my very. So you still did all four. I ended up doing all four. I took the other three medals with me to Memphis, and so when I finished, I'm still in my you know we're, we're I'm still in my race stuff, and um, I put all four medals on and mom takes pictures of me, you know, cause I had all four. I did all, awesome. I, I I accomplished the goal, ended up raising, uh, between those two marathons over $6,000. So I had a, I had a goal of 2,500. I I raised 3,000 for each of them. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I will say though, finishing Chicago coming in, they, uh, um, at the time they had a, uh, like a VIP room in a hotel across the street it's a little, it was different than the two that you were at,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and it was in this, it was in the the kind of the lower level of this one uh, hotel, and um, and I walked down the stairs, and this was this was by far the hardest <laughs> marathon that I had ever. You ran. Just didn't
0: have the time on the legs. I didn't
1: any, and so it took me over six hours, and and I, I just remember walking down these steps, and um, at this point. Your brother Caleb had moved from Kansas City to Chicago. So he was so I got to see him and mom at like mile fifteen and then again at seventeen and then and then saw him towards the end. And then so then I met him at back at the at the VIP room. But I remember coming down and man, all these people are cheering. But but most everybody they know my story. So people are cheering and and, and crying and mom and Caleb and myself and just just everything. It was probably the hardest yet. Um, where, where I say that New York is my favorite marathon, this one, this one comes really close to it just because of what it meant to me. Um, so I go to Memphis, run that, you know, have a great time and say, I'm never going to miss being, I'm never going to miss Memphis. Awesome. And, um, and the only time that I have missed Memphis was pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, so, so here we are now it's, it's, um, It's 2000. It's the end of 2017, and um, prior to, or or no, that's 2016. So we're going into 2017, and I and I told your mother that that year was hers, and so because every year we're we're traveling vacations for you for for marathons. I remember
0: thinking at the time like that's so stupid. I would never do that,
1: and now you know. (laughs) So. Um so we went to uh we we took a vacation trip the the two of us to Mexico. Um and uh I I just decided I I ended up running two marathons that year and just local ran Lincoln again. Yep. And uh and then ran uh ran in Omaha again. It was a different one. It was the Nebraska Marathon. It was a different track. Um uh, but I but I did that in 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 uh 2017 but in November I think it was, it was, or might have been in October. I found out that, that, that I could apply for um, to be on the team that ran the 2018 Boston Marathon. And, and I thought, oh man, I, you know, I'd really like to do this. <laughs> I'd really like to do this and got the okay uh, from your mother. But here's the, here's the rub on that one initially the amount of money that I had to commit to raise was double anything that I raised and triple anything that I'd committed to. And, and it was a, you know, it was five figures, Mm -hmm. right? It was $10,000 I had to, had to raise. And I'm like, can I, do this. I know I've, I've raised $5,000 before, but can I double that? And this is, uh, you know, so I, I, I have to interview. You have to apply. I have to apply and I have to interview. And you had interviewed two times, right? It wasn't just
0: like yeah, a one and done. No, It's like a job. It's, it was like a job.
1: Yeah. And, uh, And I, you know, and, and, you know, they kind of, I wouldn't say they grilled me, but they, they, you know, can you do this? I said, yeah, I can do this. Well, what, what, you know, they want to know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to do this? You know, and, and, uh, and so I, I told them because I, you know, that, that gym that we were at when mom in, in October, you know, they were so behind, um, you know, what, what I was doing. They, they, um, they did a fundraiser. Um, and, you know, they knew my story and, and everything for, for Chicago and, and, and it was, it was great. Um, so I said, I, you know, I had this gym that I go to, you know, we did a fundraiser raises, you know, all this money, da 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 And, uh, and so, and so I'm like, this is what I can do. And I, I know I can, I know I can do it. And, um, there's only 12 people that got bibs and I was one of them. <laughs> And and so here we are again man we're training over the winter mm-hmm. and um at the end of the year I lost my job and <laughs> and I'm going through a divorce <laughs> <laughs> and I uh but I I had this I had this opportunity to to work with this trainer and um my fitness through after really through surgery in August of 2016 through 2017, um, it, I labored, whereas when I was training for New York, it flowed. Um, I'm not super fast, but it still flowed. I mean, yeah. I ran a, I ran a, a 10.08 uh, average in New York. Um, no, no, that was, my, that was my PR. I think I ran just shy of 11-minute mile. Um for, for twenty six. It felt too. good. Oh, it felt great. I you know, I I would say that when I went to New York uh in, in November of two thousand and fifteen that I was I was probably in the best shape that I had been in, but with 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 a back being a back of the packer and the bridges and the bridges and all the people, I I never got into a good rhythm. There was a lot of serpentining and, and everything. And I don't fault any of it because I loved Every step of that race. Um, and I knew, I knew going into it, it was going to be like that. But I still ran a sub-five-hour marathon, and mm-hmm. I was pretty happy about that. So anyway, so, so here we are. It's the end of 2017. I'm, I'm now on the Boston Marathon team. And, and I'm like, I, I, need to, I need to do some things because I, uh, you know, once I'm, one, I'm getting older. Two, you know, I, I've had this major event that's taken place, and it's tough for me to, to keep my weight off. Um, and, and it's real easy to put it on. <laughs> so, so I started working with this trainer and, and she says, what's your, what's your goal? And I said, man, to raise $10,000. And so they had this big whiteboard in their, in their gym. And, and man, I got up on this, this ladder and, and put it right out there for everybody to see. They wanted everybody, everybody that was in there, they had all different goals, right? I said, man, I want to, I want to raise $10,000. She said, what else do you want? I said, I want to be PR ready. I want to be PR ready. And she's like, okay. She said, I'll help you on, you know, the strength and conditioning side. She says, it's all up to you on the miles. I'm like, deal. And so we get into training and, and I'm doing, and, and man, she's having me do all sorts of stuff, but, but I'm, you know, my, 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 my scale numbers, not like, like screaming going down, but I'm like, in the best shape of my life, you know, it's like, cause I, you know, I probably put on some muscle and, and just all the stuff that, that I'm doing and I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. You know, it was about this time that your mother said you are not running, you're not doing another training out, you know, outside in the During winter. winter. yeah. So I went and bought a, a commercial grade uh, treadmill and you know, had that to, to use, to, to train. And she said, because if it's above this temperature or, you know, it was like one of those things. And, and at that point in my life, I, I didn't, I'm like, I'm not going to go out in the ice and, you know, because before I would have, you know, but I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So, so I'm training and, and everything, and we're getting down towards the end of our time, you know, together because it's almost, it's almost time to leave for Boston. And I, I, there was another, uh, gentleman who was training, uh, um, somebody else and they were like always in the gym and it was always just us four, because I would go super early before she would have my, my trainer would have, you know, some, some classes and things like that. So I'd go at like five o'clock in the morning and, and we would get, we would get our stuff done. And, um, this other, this other trainer, he was there all the time and he says, so, uh, you know, how's it going? I'm so man, you know, it's going good. You know, races this week. He goes, what's it going to be like? I go, not looking good. Looks like, looks like we might have some rain. (laughs) And he, and he just instantly looks at me and goes, good. And, uh, and we had this thing kind of going back and forth. There's a, there's a guy out there, you know, podcast land, Jocko Willink and, and that's, you know, you know, got bad weather. Good. You know, it's just like, embrace it. Right. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just going to embrace it. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm going all the way to, to Boston and, um, uh, probably a couple days before, uh, we left, um, a friend of mine dropped the final amount of money to reach the $10,000. So, uh, so reached, you know, reached $10,000 and, uh, man, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. And we go and um, you know get to Boston, and and the weather's kind of wonky. You know when we arrive and uh, go to the expo, and I see there's there's two people I want to see at at this at this race, and um, one of them is man I would love to run into Meb Kefleski, Would love to run into Meb. And, uh, and the other is this guy um, that I had found online and, uh, or in podcasts. His name is Chris Heisler, and he was the run concierge for Weston Hotels. And, um, and I kind of gone, gone back and forth with him. I forgot to tell you that that lady, Pam Rickard, we connected, mom and I and her and her husband, Tom, connected at a meet and greet the day before the New York City Marathon. So we got to, got to meet them. Um, so, which, which was just, it was a highlight for mm-hmm. me. So, so I, so the first thing I see in, in, uh, Boston at the expo, Meb Kefleski, Perfect. Is sitting behind a table, signing autographs and taking pictures. And I'm looking at the line and it's, and it's about ready to wind up. And I'm like, I'm going to get in line. And I think I was, if I wasn't the last, I was second to the last person that got to go in. And so I got a picture with Meb, got his, you know, got his autograph on it, on a deal. And and everything, and then um, you know, so we do we do all that the expo stuff. I actually run into a high school classmate who lives in Boston. (laughs) All
0: the chin joints in all the world. That's right.
1: His daughter is running, um, is running, is running the marathon. Ran into him, uh, which is just super cool. And then uh, ran into one of the guys that the 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 one high school classmate that ran New York. Ran into him in the expo. (laughs) You know, and and I knew he was running, but but we didn't coordinate a, a connect. Um, you know, so, uh, I was there fairly early, you know, the race isn't until Monday and Mm -hmm. I, and this is probably, this is probably Friday. It's probably Friday. So, um, so the next day, Saturday, both your mother and I ran the BAA 5k. I I convinced her to run it. Mm -hmm. She trained too, man. And, uh, and so it was fun. It was fun. So we had a good, so right before, when we go to pick up, uh, can't remember if we were picking up like t-shirts or i i I think we might have might already had the bid but anyways we ran into tom and pam rickert that same couple from new york (laughs) you know they live in virginia and uh and and ran into them and and then you know it was just like you know like all of a sudden they were there And, and then during the course of the race we uh pam wasn't running but tom was and so we took some pictures with uh with with him um so We ran the 5K and then, you know, just kind of, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. It was awesome. And so then the next day I wake up on Sunday and, and it's raining. It's kind of drizzling, you know, not pouring, but it's drizzling. And the forecast is not looking good. And uh, so we go back over to the expo and we kind of, you know, walk around and we see some, some people, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing dinner events with the St. Jude team, the 12 of us, we, you know, we go to somebody's house and, you know, we're just we're just celebrating together. You know, we had ended up raising like two hundred fifty thousand dollars between the twelve of us, wow. right? <laughs> um, and so, um, so mom and I go back to the go back to the expo, and um, and and you know, we're we're sitting there, and, and I'm now at this point, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go listen to some of these. So so there was like a past champions. You know, in there were the very first woman to ever run the race, Bobby Gibb who ran it as a bandit. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was up on the panel. Up on the panel was Catherine Switzer, who was the first female to to run it and finish it with a bib, even though they didn't know she was a female when she registered. So she's up there. Um, uh, Ambie Burfoot, who won it in 1968. So this is his 50th year anniversary Mm -hmm. he was up there and uh greg anderson who won it in the i think in the early 80s and and i think that's that's what his name was um and and some and and a a couple others that that were up there um i I don't know i don't know bill rogers might have been in there too so we listened to that it was really cool and, and we walk outside and there and there is is boston marathon royalty uh dick and ricky hoyt Now, if you know, some of you might know who that is, but um, Rick Hoyt, the son, was uh, confined to a wheelchair, and his and when he was young, his dad pushed him just in a, a, I think a traditional wheelchair in a race, and he said that when he got done with that, he he was nonverbal, but he had a he is smart as a whip. He had a communication device, and he said when we ran, I did not feel like I was disabled. And so dad said, game on, right? And so they, I don't know how many Bostons they ran, Ironmans, I mean, just all of these things, they're standing right there. And uh, just recently, within the last few months, Ricky, the son, passed away. Dick had died a a few years ago, I think during COVID. But um, that's probably, if you talk about regrets, I wish I would have, you know, just told them how much their story meant. Yeah, you know, to me. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. You know, so we go back and, and now it's and now it's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm tracking everything. Yeah. Like, like we do. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, dude, we do it for a, a training run. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm tracking it, and I wake up the next day, and it's pouring buckets. And this is race day. Race day. It's Patriots day, <laughs> and it's pouring buckets, and uh, we have uh, once again, you know, our St. Jude team. Um we have a pretty good deal in that there's somebody that's connected to us that has access to a home in Hopkinton that is right on the race course like right on right before the start and and so we don't have to be hanging out in tents or in the gymnasium at the school or whatever right we're in a house and just chilling and there's food and I mean you know bagels and and stuff and we're actually watching the beginning of the race, you know. And, and we're getting we're getting reports when you know certain corrals have to go get you know go get ready. And then all of a sudden we get this word they're just going to do a rolling a rolling start for everybody else because they it's just you know it's 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 so gross. pouring buckets. So I uh, I have on um, I, I was I think I was dealing with some with some calf issues. So I have some like compression sleeves on my calves. Um I have a long sleeve shirt, I have my Saint Jude singlet, a pair of shorts and a uh poncho Husker poncho by the <laughs> way, go Big Red, and uh and a stocking hat. I have with me a fanny pack with, you know, my gels and um but I but I brought the fanny pack because of the rain um because I I I wear uh prescription glasses and I have prescription sunglasses, and I didn't know if it was going to clear, so I had them both with me. Um, gla- the sunglasses never saw uh, the course. <laughs> no, not that day. So, um, and I wore a stocking hat, but I but I also brought my I brought my my ball cap that I would wear as a St. Jude logo ball cap that I have. I figured I'd just throw the hat away, you know, somewhere along the course. So we start taking off and uh, rolling start, and and it's raining so hard. I take I, I take my glasses off I you know because they're just wet right they're and not I helping no and I'm running right into the rain yeah right the the I'm running into the rain um and so you know so so we you know we get going and so I'm like I you know I can see but I can't see yeah. see right you know what probably you know 15 feet in front of me so that's how I I saw the Boston course was 15 feet in front of me. Every now and then I'd look up, right. Just to kind of see where I was. We got to Wellesley. I I looked up and, yeah. and, it, and and even though it was raining crazy, the, 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 the girls were still out, you know? And, and so um, I got to, you know, pass there probably about mile 15 and um, it was challenging. Cause there was times that the wind gusts, you know, reportedly said, you know, at times 50 miles an hour, but it was steady at, you know, 20 to 30 miles an hour. And, and it, was, and it was just pouring. And so at one point, I'm, I'm trying to dodge puddles. And I realized this whole course is a puddle. And so, and so I, I, uh, I mentally said, you're probably going to have blisters, but just go. Yeah. Right? What are you going to do? Yep. It's probably, it might be the only time that I run the Boston Marathon. And I'm not going to not do it. I'm not going to tap out. So so I get to mile fifteen and I'm starting to I'm starting to, you know, feel really challenged. And remember, I'm I'm going into this race you know, with probably the best shape that I've been in. And I said, man, I only got five miles to go till I see Chris. I got five that's my wife. I got five miles to go to see Chris. I got five miles to go to see Chris. And every mile I would do that because I knew that I needed that boost because she was in the she was in the hills, uh, the Newton Hills. And um and at about, about mile twenty. Uh, I saw her and, and I just told her, I said, this is, this is so tough. And, um you know, and then a, another St. Jude hero runner friend came up right about the same time. And he was like, man, he was like joyful. woo Let's go. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, so I started running with him for a little bit and, and he, I knew he wanted to tear it, you know, so I said, Joe, just go. And so he took off. So I, I started running the rest of the way. And I remember I'm still wearing my, my, my poncho you know, and, you know, I paid for the for the for the photo package. And, you know, the only way that they can get your photo is if they see that if, if it's on your bib, that's how they yes, that's how they do it. Yep. So I remember at one point I'm running and I can see a photographer up on my left up and I mean, it is pouring. And so I raise my my poncho up past my past my bib and I kind of put my my arms out like. Can you believe this is happening? <laughs> and and I have that picture, which is which is because you can just see the rain coming down. Yeah, know, that's pretty cool. So so we get going, and you know I I get uh you know get past the hills, which were which were you know a challenge on a on a dry day, um. But you know I get there, and and now you know I I, I recognize kind of where I'm at because we ran on the 5K. We ran some of the course a couple of days earlier. And I knew I was getting close. I saw the Sitco sign, and I knew I was getting there. And so I knew, you know, right on Hereford, left on Boylston, right. So I knew, I knew I was, uh, you know, just about, you know, I'm I'm coming up to the Hereford, and 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 probably maybe you know quarter mile before that, I I get rid of the poncho because I want my finishing pitchers, right? Yep, Yep. And and when I turn the corner to on on Hereford, there is nothing. But ponchos from side to side of the street because everyone had the same and thought. Everybody had the same thought, probably, and and I don't know what that what, the, what that block you know what that distance is you know, you know quarter mile to twenty tenths, or you know two 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 tenths of a mile. So you know, get there and you know make the turn, and man, I'm like I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish the Boston Marathon, and <laughs> and um, and and sure enough, I I finish, and and I I, I don't feel. I mean, it's 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 cool. I mean, it's probably in the thirties and raining and, and I'm, I'm soaked from head to toe. Uh, at one point I was going to, for that, for that finish, I was going to take off this hat. I had this hat, it had, it had a Superman logo on it. And, um, and I thought, you know what, this hat's, this hat's made, has taken me this whole race. It's gonna, it's gonna finish with me. And so I cross a you know, I crossed that finish line with my, with my fists raised And, uh, you know, then I got the, I got the metal, actually put my glasses on. It wasn't, didn't seem like it was raining that hard at that point. Of course. And, uh, right. And, um, and then I get, you know, I get, um, trying to connect with your mother to try to figure out where we're going to, (laughs) where we're going to be, meet up at. And so, so we, we connect and, and we're going to, the hotel was, was probably within walking distance, but it was after that point where I stopped and, and everything and started walking. I started. I started getting really cold. I started shivering. Yeah, and so we we hailed an Uber and and went back to the hotel.
0: Um, I, I want to like start looking at the next few years because you've talked so much throughout this conversation about family, about mom. You've talked a little bit about me, about Caleb, and about Luke because. At the end of that year, then, you and I run the Memphis, the St. Jude Marathon, which is my first, and it was the culmination of what had been the worst year of my life. It was super emotional. The next year... Caleb and I and you, we all run Chicago in in October of 2019, which was my lowest point as a runner. And I said, I'm never doing this again. And obviously that changed. Um, You and I and Caleb again got to run Chicago last year and now, or or, excuse me, you and I got to run Chicago last year, which is my best race so far. Yeah. Um, And suddenly Luke now is getting into running and he's texting me about, hey, what if I did this? Would you come and run this with me in Atlanta? Yeah. you you also mentioned mom and vacations and, hey, like, let's make this year for you. You obvious. It's so obvious how much you care about family. What has this running journey been like in that regard for you with your sons all getting into it in various ways, some more than others, running in races with them, running in marathons, and then obviously mom being there throughout all of it?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, you know, I, I look at it, um, you know, If, if I can pass on, you know, just this idea of doing things to remain healthy, Um, you know, somewhere in our genes, you know, there, there has been, uh, and and I think a lot of it is, is things that were controllable. Um, I don't know everything that my, you know, father ate or drank and to what degree I don't know about my grandfather and, and things like that, all I know is what I can do and what I can pass on and and I think that there's there's just something about um, being able to celebrate with everybody these accomplishments and Josh, I could care less if it was you know you know a tiddly wink tournament that you won or that you participated in, or it was, you know, banned or, you know, what, whatever, Um, you know, I I think to, to look at how can we all challenge ourselves to, to our degree, whatever, whatever that is, you know, you as a sub is a sub three hour marathon you know, for for Luke, it you know I don't know what it is now. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, he he just we
0: can't believe that he's doing it. Oh my god! Still, hello. Yeah, he ran a half marathon earlier this right? year. Right?
1: Yeah man. And, uh, you know, so just looking at it and and he just texted me the other day, he he took some, his birthday money and, and some other things and bought a brand new pair of endorphins.
0: I said, those are my favorite pair of running shoes of all time. The endorphin speed threes. Enjoy
1: them, Luke. Yeah. They're awesome. And so it's, so it's, it's just, it's just really cool. So I think that, that a lot of it and and it helps that, you know, we can, you know, we, we've all been a very, uh, sports, yeah. family yeah you know and and talk about you know athletics uh a, a lot especially this time of year around uh football whether it's the pro teams or of course nebraska football and and things like this but and and so it's just a it's just another layer i think to to what we're to what really kind of the dna of our of our family is about and it just and and it just Your mother, you know, from a distance, will watch, you know, uh, watch all these things take place, and it just it puts a smile on her face.
0: One of my favorite moments ever uh, was finishing my first marathon. Not so much that part because it was miserable, and I was really (laughs) miserable at the time. Um, but when you when you got close, and I, I wrote about that yeah. and you and a running and all of our, our yeah. relationship for father's day in 2022. Yeah, And I went, I went and found the finish line video yeah. and I, I had to do all these things to get this thing onto Substack of you though, peeling off and you hug yeah. me. And the fun part is to watch it with the volume because of like, you can hear you and you, you know, you just ran a marathon, which is yeah. what you always said. I remember you saying that to me then. I remember you saying that to Caleb when we finished in Chicago yep. that, that next year. And just like, that's that's a moment you know you talk about time. Hey, what what do you wish you could go relive? I wish I could go relive our hug in Memphis, yeah, Tennessee yeah, yeah. in December of 2018. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was pretty cool. I <laughs> yeah. I and, and it was you know it's, it's kind of like one of those things. I did not um, uh, practice a call, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to call the shot or anything. I just saw you and and just you know I just thought that that was the coolest thing because yeah. you. You'd completed, man. You yeah. you ran a marathon. You know, less than one percent of the population of the world does, and you mm-hmm. did it.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite
1: part about running? I think that when I get out on a training run, it is or just a, a run. Uh, it's just that that time to you know. Sometimes it's 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 just to think. Um, it's you know t- sometimes it's to unhook. Uh, sometimes, like right now it's it 's you know why are you doing this uh, <laughs> but but i i just I just love uh, I love everything about it you know I, I know you had a recent guest that talked about community um, you know the the running community at large is unbelievable it's pretty cool um, you know uh, one of the things that Pam Rickard always says is that running connects us, and I believe that you know uh, I watched the Men's and women's uh, world championship marathons this weekend. They were on at midnight. I I would them, uh, but just watching uh, the camaraderie, you know, and t- until you know you get to the last ten k, it's a different. It's it's a race, right? But throughout the race, they're helping each other. Yeah, they're passing water. It was hot in um, Hungary in in Budapest, and they're passing water bottles between each other you know, um, sponges of water and, and things like that. So so you see that on the elite level but even more so when we, you know, we get to, um, you know, the local races and, and just uh, the the camaraderie that I have with uh, people that I have developed a relationship with through St. Jude too.
0: Yeah. Um, I finish every podcast by asking my guest about what they're chasing. It could be a literal time goal. It could be qualifying for something or it could just be a feeling. Dad, what are you chasing?
1: You know, I, I, I thought about this and I, I, I wanted it. was it, was it, Jonathan Levitt said uh, in OTQ, who was it that uh, was Chris that, Gutierrez or, 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 said that, and wrong.
0: then Alex Preedholm said okay, that. Yeah. Oh, and Jesse Davis. Uh, so Jesse three, Davis. Yeah, just three yeah, guys. So, so yeah,
1: they, they say because it's such an <laughs> audacious goal, it's something that you can always go for. I probably won't say that, but no, really, what I'm what I'm chasing right now is um, um, probably my health and fitness. You know, portion of it, I want to get back to a to a place where um, you know I've, I've had some challenges over the last couple of years. And, and I just want to get back to a place where I don't feel as um, uh, tired or just strain, strained yeah. while while doing, while doing even a three-mile run. Um, but, yeah, I, I, that's, where, that's where I'm at right now. Well, I wanted to
0: have you on this week for my birthday. Uh, 35, 35. Years, years young, not a master's runner just yet. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Josh. Uh, but dad, thank you for joining me today on Chasing Three Hours. What took you so long to invite me? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again to my dad, Tim Peterson, for joining me on today's episode. Thanks to Ian Alio for production assistance, as well as music and sound design. Thanks to Riss for the cover art. Head to ChasingThreeHours.com for more from me, including my weekly newsletter, as I write about my experience training for the 2024 Boston Marathon. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and maybe share with a friend as well. New episodes will drop on Friday mornings. Enjoy your long run this weekend.